I like okay. Aqua Girl. She was hot. The little belly. She mitt. was gonna be like. I think she was gonna be like Stag's little girlfriend. Oh, yeah, but I don't they kind of mixed that in the blood. I'm glad. Now, what's wrong with that? Uh, I, don't <laughs> think, <laughs> I don't think I want her to be tied to static. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't. I don't. I don't what's think that's wrong with that. You don't like the milestone brand? You know. Welcome back to another episode of Another Relaunch. I am the Firehead himself, Johnny Storm. Hmm. I am the Green Lantern at Kilowog. Oh, okay. Yes. All right. Hmm? Mr. Trainer. Okay. Oh, is that what he does? I don't actually know. He's the he's the pink one, right? <laughs> yeah, he's like the <laughs> Yes. He's like the pinkish, like uh big one. He trains all the um the new recruits. Okay. Okay, so the thing was, I was actually going to be Deadpool because he showed up in this week's Captain America book, but then I was like, oh, I got on this Green Lantern shirt. I should be a Green Lantern character. And I was like, I didn't want, even though this is like John's silhouette, like, I was like, but, I feel like yeah. you gotta be somebody else. And so I was like, oh, the only one whose name I know is actually Kilowall. And then I was like, oh. <laughs> Where did you, how do you even know that? I don't know, actually. Now that I'm thinking about it. Oh, wait, no, you know what it is? Did you ever play the, um, the DC Universe Online game? Yes, I did. There's a mission with the Green Lanterns, and, like, Kilowog is a part of it. Okay. That's, okay. Yes. And he's probably the most, like, iconic alien Green Lantern. He's the pink one. I, I know that, like, the hippo face thing. <laughs> yes. You do got a hippo face. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, but how are you? I'm doing well. We're in a new month now. So that's like very we exciting. Are. Pride Month is over. There, I saw this. I saw this clip online <laughs> of like these people. They were ripping down the like Pride Absolute insignia. <laughs> <laughs> and this boy's walking past, and he's just like, "Yes, Pride Month is over." <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. It was a, it was it was definitely it was a lot going on, but it was an enjoyable month. It was an enjoyable end of the month. I'm excited to this see what July brings and hopeful abundance. Hopefully not too hot. DC has been very hot lately. It's supposed to rain all next week, which is great. So I'm hoping for that. But like then it's gonna be hot again. I'd like it to be a little bit warmer now out here. I want to go to pool parties and stuff for the summer, but it's been like mid 70s. We don't really like get that here. We got like swamp heat, so it's like oh. 91 degrees, but it feels like 100 because the humidity. Oh no! It's like nasty. <laughs> I went outside yesterday. I literally just had to go to the store, so I was uh, I can walk to the store from my house. It's like a eight minute walk. Sweating down. It was disgusting. Oh, absolutely not. No. It was disgusting. I was like, oh, I'm not going back outside. The heat out here is cute. It gets cold <laughs> at night. <laughs> but I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
All right, well then let's go ahead and get up into these updates for the week. Not too much going on, uh, some light stuff, but you know, speaking of the Fantastic Four, you know, I mentioned the Human Torch. There have been a leak of a potential Doctor Doom project coming mm-hmm. from Marvel Studios. Now, this leak came from actually a hot mic from Howard Stern. Um, Howard Stern, you know, him from radio. <clears throat> I guess so. I think That's he has crazy. his own like. Most people, I think, have their own like serious FM channel or something. Mm, okay, that makes kind of like. I'm sure he's got a deal somewhere. Um, and I guess they went to a commercial break, completely forgot that the mics were still on, and he's talked about how that he's going to be working on a Doctor Doom project um, next, and he's talking about his schedule. And yes, so what that means for me is probably he's like a cameo in it or something, mm. or I doubt he's like in it as an actual character, <laughs> but, but <laughs> I doubt that. But I'm sure he may have like a cameo of it or uh you know how they sometimes have um like the the superheroes and um like tv anchors or something would be talking mm. about something that they did or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know um someone on the radio would be like oh my gosh did you see that mm-hmm. spider-man did x y and z i'm sure he'll be doing something like that about dr doom well that's exciting i like dr doom i haven't read too much in the comics with him but Doom is goaded, so I'm excited. He's probably one of my favorite villains, so I think he's... It'll be interesting to see... see I was going to say, it'll be interesting to see who they cast and then, like, how they do the solo Doom story. Yes. His ethnicity is important because that's, like, kind of what drives him to Mm kind of become Doom, so Mm -hmm. I do hope that they keep that accuracy, but, you know... From what we've seen so far, the MCU, if, if it ain't that important, it ain't. <laughs> MCU does not really care, baby. They said you're going to get what you get, and you're going to like it. That's fine. Exactly. Um, speaking of goaded, this isn't like new. Well, I guess this is kind of news. Did you see the preview for Dark Crisis 3 and the team that's coming back? I did, yes. Um, <laughs> I did. I saw Dr. Fate and the JSA. The JSA is here, baby. Everybody. My girl, Jade, Obsidian. Jade, Obsidian. I like screw. So for those who don't know, like, I love Obsidian. Like, when they talk about Jade. When I talk about (laughs) there is so much greatness there with him. And, like, he is also a gay character. He was like, you know how we all got those gays who we latch onto in comics. We're like, oh my god, they're like me. Obsidian was, like, one of my first ones. So I'm always excited to see him pop back up, because he has been done very dirty. And then his daddy turned yes, out to be gay, too. So it was like, oh, how did he want to exist? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that it was interesting when they, like, talked about that kind of briefly, I think, in... Mm-hmm. It may have been a Pride issue. Pride I think so, yeah. A while ago. Pride um, but I think... I think that the JSA, they deserve, I feel like they it, they haven't figured out how to, like, integrate them all within the DC universe. At some point, the JSA was just on Earth 2. Then they were like, oh, well, they were actually the blueprint for uh, the mm-hmm. JLA. They came before them. So it's like, which, yeah. which I think, avenue do we really go with for them? I think the beauty of, I don't know if this is beauty. I just use that word. But, like, what DC is doing right now, especially since that infinite... What was it called? Infinite Frontier? Yes. 
Yes, like with that whole thing and them really embracing the multiverse and like all the different heroes, I think they've just kind of said, whatever. We'll just bring whoever back <laughs> when we can. Just deal with it. The multiverse is our thing. It's here. We're going to use it. You want to see, I don't know, the golden eagle from like the 60s? Sure, we can bring him back because that universe still exists. Cool. And we just be you like, know what? So, I think I like sometimes you just got to lean, lean into it. Go, go with it. And Otherwise, how is it we get a lot of these characters? Okay, because I personally am hoping for Mia Dearden and Lorena Marquez, aka Speedy and Aqua Girl. I need them to pop back on over. Oh yeah, those that are really cool. I like okay. Aqua Girl. She was hot. The little belly. She nipple. was gonna be like, I the think little... she was gonna be like Stag's little girlfriend. Uh, yeah, but I don't... they kind of mixed that in the blood. I'm glad. Now, what's wrong with that? Uh... <laughs> I don't, think, <laughs> I don't think I want her to be tied to static. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't. I don't. I don't think that's. What's wrong with that? I'm you don't like the milestone brand? You know. Honestly, you know what? Maybe that's time for us to go ahead and just take a little break. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Before things get too heated, we'll take we'll take a break and then we'll come right back. All right, that's cool. <laughs> All right, hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another review with everyone's favorite section of the show, comics. Love those. And again, this was like... This was another really like big hefty week. I don't know about you, but um, I think I actually think it was like because of all the delays that Marvel has been experiencing. Yeah, and everything's just getting front loaded because I've had a lot of their books, baby, and I'm like, oh, but it is. I feel like it's like they're like, you know what? Just put it out. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> we can't well, keep holding on to this thing much longer. <laughs> I was like, oh wow, we're moving. But uh, let's get into it. First up, we got Star Wars Obi Wan number two. What's up, yes, and this was written by uh, Christopher Cantwell, who's writing Iron Man, and the art by Luke Ross, okay. with colors by uh, Nolan Woodard. And um, again, this is, I don't know if you remember when I talked about issue one, and it was about Obi-Wan Kenobi. He is watching Luke Skywalker, and he's basically, like, reflecting on his past. And, like, oh, you know, these are, like, the, the past adventures that I did um, in, in my youth and everything, and everything before this moment. And issue one was like him as a kid, and I was like, mm, I don't really know if I'm gonna like this <laughs> because I'm not trying to read like Baby Obi Wan. Now I realize that they pretty much are. This is only a five issue miniseries, so it seems as though they're going to be kind of jumping because this one was more about like young adult um, after Episode One Obi Wan because this Obi Wan is like a teenager. He has this fight with um, Darth Maul. He's reflecting that he actually fought Darth Ooh. Maul recently. I like Darth Maul. I know yeah, he's super cool. He's the devil, right? Let's go with it. Sure, yes. He's, he's, he's got the red face and the horns. Yes. Um, and he mentions that he fought Darth Maul again, which is kind of cool that they added this in the comic because that's not what happened in the movie. So he killed him first in the movie. Then they revived him in the animated series. But he's in, like, by the end of it, spoiler alert, he, like, got away. And... They're saying that he ended up fighting him and killing him again. So 
Uh-oh. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. That they just kind of like... To, you didn't get to see the fight? We didn't get to see the fight. They just brought it back up again. That, oh, yeah. He was like, I saw Darth Maul recently, and we fought, and I took him yeah. out. Yeah. I <laughs> but I mean, I guess we've already seen him fight a bunch of times. Like, <laughs> but it's like he could have gotten better. He could have like learned a new skill. This or is something. true. Got a new lightsaber. I don't know. I like Darth Maul. This is true. Oh, I and now that I look at it, I think he's got, I think he's got his metal leg. So yeah, this is right. This is at the accurate time. So I don't know. They should have just showed the fight. Um, <laughs> but anyway, this is more about like young Obi Wan. He's reflecting this on reflecting on this mission that he had back in the past with Qui Gon, his master. They go into this um, like mining farm for diamonds, um, which is it's crazy how these things are different out in space. There's like a whole planet that just like has a bunch of diamonds because of like the way that the planet works, and there's um miners there. But it's like something happened where the whole planet is now in darkness and the people won't even survive there that long because like no light is able to get through. And uh, they have this really cool mission that they're trying to go through this darkness. They got these visors on, which so they can kind of see their lightsabers aren't nearly as bright. Uh, They basically come to learn that like one of the people who was on the, at this refinery and looking for these diamonds and stuff, he was like a werewolf kind of creature and the darkness like made him go mad. And he like his wolf instincts tapped in. He was like killing people and slaughtering people. And like Obi Wan eventually had to like fight him in the dark and take his glasses off and like become one with the Force and uh, do a bunch of really cool stuff there. But um, they ended up saving the day. And by the end of it, he ends up like turning this machine back on and like using the Force to put the these rods back together and put them into this machine. And they turn the lights back on. He like <laughs> is looking directly at the machine and ends up going blind. Um, so that was interesting to see him see what happened with Obi Wan. He's again just young and making wild mistakes. Um, so yeah, this is just a fun like added story for Obi Wan. If you've been watching the Disney Plus show, I know I have. Um, it's it's over oh, now. The Disney Plus show. Yeah, the series finale just ended last week. Queen Riva, absolutely love her. I want more of her. Um, she is the woman played by Moses Magnum, the, the black girl who... Um, oh, we love that. She was so dope. And um, I've, I've been, like, following her on media. She asked her, like, you know, if you got to do more of this character, what would you want to do? And she said, <laughs> she played, I want to be bad. To make it feel so good. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yes. She was like, I want to come back as, like, a villain. I was like, oh, yes, please <laughs> do that. Um, so, yeah, this is just an added bonus of extra stuff going on for Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, so if you're interested in Kenobi, go ahead and check that out. Overall, I would have given this issue, like, a three out of five. I really like the art. The way that the artist drew everyone fighting in the dark was really cool. Yeah. Um, and, again, like, this is just more Obi-Wan content. Okay. Shout out for the Obi-Wans. Um, this is the one he was not played by Liam Neeson in the prequels, right? He was the guy with Liam Neeson. Her. Exactly. Gotcha. And gotcha. if you remember what they were looking like, this comic book takes place during that time. Okay. So he's cool. drawn that way like that. Love that. All right. Cool. Check out Obi-Wan. Um, next up, we have Seven Secrets, number 18. And let me tell you right now, you know this is the finale of this book? Oh, it's ending. It's the, the series issue. or just the series. It's over. It's done. Damn. And this is written by Tom Taylor with art from um Dan- Danielle Danielle Nicolo. And I 
I've really enjoyed this book since the beginning. Like that, like when I read that first issue, I was like, oh, this is kind of hot. And like consistently, it's just been better. And I know, you know, I may say some things about Tom Taylor every now and again in his writing, but like I feel like when Tom Taylor is good, he is great. And yeah. I think he works best in those universes where he's not like constricted to the main universe laws and he can like really go crazy and do whatever he wants with these characters. And obviously, like this is a creator owned book. So that's exactly what he does. And it was just fantastic. We finally get the full story of Casper and everything. I don't know if you remember at the end, but like he finally died. And he turned into like this big energy being. So we find out that this being is actually a god who back in the day in Atlantis, mind you, uh, was like clear. <laughs> um, there was a battle of chaos and order, good versus evil, as there always is. And like this god won. And when he did that, I've, I've, um, all the people started to worship him. But after that, they started getting crazy. And he's like, you know, they're starting to kill people in my name. They're starting to like attack people because of religion. And he's like, that's what made me realize that like religion is stupid. And so he leaves and and when he leaves he gives off seven pieces of himself so he leaves like his immortality a gateway to different worlds the enemy who he beat and that what is the seven secrets that are in the cases that all of the people oh, have cool. been holding and so there was always kind of a notion that this guy would come back and that the god would need to come back and he was going to become casper's body and like that's why they were getting him ready but casper wasn't ready and they're like, they just wanted him to be a kid and like enjoy his life for a little bit longer. But finally they work together. They go to defeat this guy. They beat Amon and get Kanto and do all this stuff. And it's nice because Casper has a moment with the god and Amon. And he's basically like, imagine being immortal and having all of this power and thinking that you have to do things like because fate told you to. And he's just like, why do we have to do all of this? And like, why do I have to die? And why do you have to die? And why do we have to do this? And he finds a way to beat them. He takes them to the moon because he can't destroy all the people. He breaks them up into the secrets again, gives them the cases. Casper gets to live and is happy. And when we walk away, he has an eighth case. And somebody's oh. like, what's in the eighth case? And he's like, oh, it's a secret. And I was like, clear it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Because <laughs> um, they're like looking at the case and it's an eight. It, well, the guy asks, he's like, is it an eight or is it an infinity symbol? Like, what's going on over there? He's like, you know, it's a secret. Like, can't tell you. And I was just like, yes. And like, oh, he just gets okay. to be happy. And it was just like a really good ending for like a really feel good story that like had it. It was like so well drawn the entire time. The emotion was always there. The characters, there was like tons of people of color, black leads, like magic, spy stuff. Like, it was great. It was like a really well done series and I cannot recommend it enough. I would give this issue a five out of five for sure. I think if you haven't read Seven Secrets, now's the time. I think you guys should tweet the creators nice things about it, not bad, um, and let them know that you really enjoyed it. I know I tried to because I did. I can't recommend it enough. I'm gonna. I'm actually sad to see it go because I think there was still so much that could be explored. Hopefully, like if things were good for it, there's can be some type of spinoff. I think there are so many different worlds like introduced a lot of characters. Again, we walk away. We have new secrets. We have the cases back. Like, how do we stop this? Like, how do we do it? So, get into it. And next up is Aquaman number five. Oh, my heart. This this is okay. my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> is this the last issue? No, I think the next one is though. Oh, it has it reached the like the point they can get add some more or? Um, I mean, I feel like there was a, this is probably like yeah, this is the shortest Aquaman run I've ever read. 
Oh, wow. So, yeah. I'm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I will say, like, when you add it in conjunction with his miniseries, um, some of the stuff that's going on in Dark Crisis, like, it's good to know that even though the series is, is ending, they are not ending his story. and He's still going to have, like, stuff to do. And he had, like, a good, it'll be, what, 11 issues, almost 12, I think, of, like... Across the coming in this year. Yeah, and so, like, that's a nice start for him being his first year as Aquaman. Um, and in this, you know, we have, like, all the Aqua characters, they're doing this thing, they're trying to stop this one guy, he's activating all of these Atlantean sleeper agents to, like, go and destroy different places. And so Mira and Jackson are using their Aquakinesis together to try and create a tower that'll help them contact him. Uh, Black Manta and Aquaman are dealing with Scavenger, who's working for the guy to, like, steal stuff, and they're trying to shoot him. There's this, like, really funny scene where Black Manta's about to assassinate him, and, like, Aquaman's like, hold on, hold on, and he, like, shoots the gun anyway, and he's like, we can't let him <laughs> <laughs> He gets away, but um, it's just, like, really nice to see them all doing that and getting their actions together, and working together, Manta, like, being a part of the Aquaman family is, like, really interesting to see again. Like, he's always been a guy. He sees Arthur. He's like, no, I'm gonna kill you, but now he's trying to work with him. He also has the added aspect of Jackson, who he, like, pretends like he doesn't care about, but he actually really does, and he actually really wants him to, like, think highly of him because he thinks highly of his arch nemesis, and so him trying to win his approval while always doing all these other things that are, like, clearly gonna take it away has been a really interesting part for them. Mira and Jackson together is, like, always really fun because she, they, like, the Aquaman family like loves Jackson. It's very much like he is our son as well. We're gonna do whatever we can to protect him and like them reinforcing him as Aquaman is cool. Um, by the end of the issue though, they are not able to contact or find the guy who's activating all of these agents. And it comes to find out that he was gone before they got there. He's actually already in Atlantis and he's meeting oh, their politicians. Thick in the head. <laughs> And so the end of the issue ends, he's like, you know, you guys did all of this and you got lazy and blah, blah, blah. He's like, but the people of Atlantis remember. And then it like looks like he explodes or he does something. He starts to go really big and then like the issue ends. And so that's where we are. Um, again, I think this is a book. It is only going to be six issues now, but like it's kind of sad because it's one of those ones that has genuinely increased in quality every single issue. I was saying like how issue four was probably my favorite issue that we had so far. Now it's issue five. Like I really loved everything. I loved the way the characters are coming together. I like really enjoy the art. I think it's kinetic. It moves quick. It's selling like the urgency of everything that's happening in the book. And that's really cool to see. Again, it's really interesting to see Manta kind of softening a little bit. We're used to him just being like evil as which DC villains are and I respect them for it. But again, to add that layer, I think if you like their relationship in Young Justice, it also kind of mirrors that a little bit, which that was okay. the But I would give this a four out of five for sure and recommend it to everyone. And speaking of fours, the next up on our list is X-Men Red number four. Are You're still reading X-Men Red, aren't you? Oh, absolutely, yeah. I wasn't sure if it was that or Immortal you were feeling kind of shaky on. I know you like to shade out Ewing sometimes, but he does what he needs to do. I don't to. shade him like that. Al Ewing does what he needs to do. I just said sometimes some books don't last because <laughs> they end up getting dropped. Now what you said, <laughs> not going to get too heavy into that. We're going to talk about X-Men Red today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, and, uh, this was like a really good issue. Uh, in it, we have like Magneto. He is meeting with the Council of Araka. And while he is there, the Great Ring, I could not remember their name just now to save my life. Um, and while he's meeting with them, Storm is in a political meeting with 
the people of the galaxy. Wait. I don't know. That. And <laughs> when that popped up on my page, I was like, oh, this is what he loves. I was like, he's going to love this. <laughs> I was like, I he was so just, I was like, I was like, he was just shading out the other day. And I was like, crazy. And I was like, look at this. Give him exactly what you I love it. <laughs> I love uh, it. And then while the story is going on, we also have, uh, we're getting in the sunspot and his resurrection. And he is meeting with um, the character who is now called Wrong Slide, who was, for those who remember from X of Swords, uh, Santo was killed in, in Otherworld and that realized that those deaths mess up the resurrection protocols because it pulls like all the versions of you and like creates something new. And so he's like me, and this is the first time we've gotten like a really good look into what that means. And I actually kind of enjoyed it, I won't lie. Yeah, I but, did too. I thought that was nice. You know, I don't care about Rockslide, but it was cool that they added some weight to to this, to their story, like them dying in, in other world and stuff. So, and it was like nice in the conversation that he was having with Sunspot, where he said, it was. like when he died, he wanted to die in other world so somebody else would come and like be able to live a life. And I was just like, oh my god, that's like so beautiful. And it's like it's very sweet. I that's really, different than the wrong slide than the wrong slide. Yeah, right. Yeah, that yeah. is absolutely true. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's also interesting because I think it's like another way to approach death of Krakoa. We have seen the mutants and we know that they don't die. And like we've had a lot of conversations with them about like what it feels like to die or how they shouldn't have to die and like how they would live forever. And again, that was even brought up with uh, Xavier's daughter Sandra in the meeting with Storm and the people. And they were like, you know, if she's a mutant, we can bring her back. But if we bring her back, then we leave the galaxy with this girl who never dies this never ending immortal ruler and like new people have to come around and new people have to do things and i thought like the conversation with ron slide like really honed into that like how how ewing is a genius he, yeah was, he cleared it <laughs> he, yeah he, like, he just absolutely gets it and like storm and like coming back and just like it doesn't even matter what you guys think because we brought her back anyway already <laughs> <laughs> like, so she'll be here tomorrow like get ready to work um and then on the other side again you have magneto in the great ring and they're talking about death and like you guys are these people who don't die and it's like we're all about loss and like you know is this make you really strong and here he goes he's like i've got me and storm's backups right here the only ones that exist and he destroys them and i was like that's hot and he was saying it was like there's still again there are ways for us to come back that's not a problem he's like but it doesn't even matter. We're not going to die. <laughs> <laughs> now, did that make you think that one of them is going to die? Um, no. Not really. I mean, I did. I did. you think Magneto's going to, because it'll be Magneto. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously. Mm -hmm. Oh, much you think he'll, do you think he'll die during Judgment Day? Mm-hmm. Oh. Can you imagine? They'll probably, but they'll probably obviously bring him back. Can you imagine like giving that big speech? Oh yeah, oh, da, 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 and then you die like an issue later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, or at least I feel like we're gonna get really close to him maybe dying. I can see that because I, I don't know. He had his whole like little backup cloud machine right there and just destroyed it. So there aren't any copies, but the but Ewing made sure to put in that you know there are ways for us to still come back. So. It makes me think they're probably gonna die. And also, I mean, Storm has never died. That is true. That is true. Could be I don't. I don't. I mean, 
I could see an Ewing killing her. I'm not gonna lie. Yes, I but me too. He like if anybody's gonna could do it, it should be him. I will absolutely. Mm-hmm. Agree. But I don't know. I just I don't think I see her dying just yet. I kind of do. And the reason I do is because I feel as though <clears throat> I don't know Ewing. So I'm obviously I could obviously be misspeaking. Um, but for me as a reader, I have been very vocal about the fact that like I've always liked Storm, but Storm has been boring since Claremont left. Mm-hmm. But like and I think the reason Storm was boring since Claremont left was that no one wanted to put Storm through anything. Nobody wanted to, like, let her do anything. And I think Ewing is someone who was not afraid to let Storm do something <laughs> and, like, and and put her in those positions where something could actually happen to her. And obviously, he's still going to have her come out on top. But, like, I could see her being, I could see her dying and obviously being resurrected. Mm. You know, technically, didn't she die in her giant size? No, I think, like, she got really close, but whatever they did saved her. Like, her whole thing was that she didn't want to die. They didn't have to... So she didn't crack back out of an egg? No. Yeah, they took her to the world and, like, put her in a thing with, like, the machines and stuff, and it healed her. She died <laughs> when... <laughs> she died when... <laughs> The X-Men were, um, when Forge did that spell thing, when they fought the adversary. That don't count. Roma, Everybody and Roma, died. And Roma resurrected. <laughs> <laughs> that don't count. <laughs> nah, I was actually just reading that story the other day. I was like, oh, this is hot. I was like, they not right like this anymore. But that was, that was, it was also very, like, anime in a way because didn't they all have to like sacrifice a little bit of their like selves and like you know the power of love and friendship (laughs) popped up and she was like it's not your time yet i'm gonna send you to the outback and it was iconic yeah also roma's been around a lot it's like so Mm -hmm. interesting when you think about some of these characters like you see them afterwards um or like you're reading stories with them now and then like you go back and you'd be like damn you was there for that We've been dealing with this mm-hmm. a long time, but that's cool. But anyway, <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't think she's gonna die. I could see if she does, like I'm, you know, I'm all about a little. Her her resurrection is gonna be hot. I'm all about shaking the table. Who do you think is gonna be the one to, like, be her person uh, they, that like it, takes it her probably, out of there? It would probably be Gene. Gene. Yeah, actually, in this era, it might be Emma. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Let's not hope that that happens. Um, I definitely did not necessarily need, I don't need wrong slide going to enjoying the brotherhood. It seems at the end, after the conversation with Sunspot, he was like, oh, what do you think of Araco? Like they're gonna, he's gonna join the Brotherhood. But where, I was like, where are the girls at? Where are the girls at? Okay, I was just <laughs> about to say that. Where's Fantasia? Give me somebody. Where is Doctor Eileen? She needs to pop up, cause this isn't working for me. I barely cared about Rockslide. I don't know. I need some girls, some fun girls. Still Actually, a fantastic I, issue. I think Storm should get a solo. Everything that she was oh, doing I, in 
I've said that before. <laughs> Everything regions I know, and it's shocking them too. <laughs> <laughs> Regent Storm, that's what I want to see. Her making these decisions and like her um obviously telling them people like that's great. I'm glad you all everybody spoke y'all peace. <laughs> like it was everything. And, yeah, and even when Oracle stepped to her was like, Oh, if you got something in here, she was like, Girl, thank. <laughs> like, who do you think <laughs> you should call out to? <laughs> Please. We've already done it. So yeah, mm-hmm. I that's what I want to see. That's that's a storm solo to me, her being the okay. of soul. Okay. Well, what would you rate It'll this? It'll be to see what they end up doing with her afterwards, because how do you, how do you go down? Oh, she can't. Like, she only can ever be like this. Do you think she could ever be on the X-Men again? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, on a superhero team? Obviously, as a cameo, because, like, that's Storm, but, like... yeah. But no, I think it's always going to be a thing of like, she's too busy. <laughs> she's <laughs> she doing something else. I think mm, it will be, it will be net. Like, I think if they do it, if it ever happens, Storm fans will not be happy. There's anything else is a downgrade at this point. I agree. I think that it's time now for Storm to be like Wolverine. Like, she's got her own life outside of like the X Men now. Mm-hmm. And, but she come in every now and again when the sales low. T. <laughs> um, but I think it's also interesting for her because it's like I think, well, no, I was about to say I guess you don't really get to have her like fighting as much anymore. But no, Storm's still been pretty active. Mm-hmm. Queen, that is my girl. <laughs> shout out to her and shout out to Marvel because <laughs> they did that. And shout shout out to them truly, like for me anyway, really turn this around. <laughs> And making her like regent and giving her something. (laughs) I just, I did not appreciate them just having her be wallpaper. It was giving killer off at this. (laughs) 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 Um, What would you rate this issue? Uh, I would give this issue a four out of five for sure. Same, same. I'm also really enjoying the art. Shout out to um, Caselli. And then the like Cabal was also here. And we had another guest artist doing the sunspot stuff i need to go back um get that name but like he was like cool too i think he pulled off the emotion of that let me see andre generally oh caselli wasn't even in this one it was michael was it Federico B? no he was the colorist color colors yeah michael saint maria all right shout out to them okay yeah i'm here for <laughs> y'all ain't that uh, <laughs> next up, oh, um, Captain America, Symbol of Truth, number two. This is also my favorite book. Shout out to my faves. Shout out to Marvel and DC because when my faves are doing good, they're doing great. Okay. Um, this is uh, another just like a really good issue for Sam. Uh, Deadpool guest stars. He goes to like rescue him and they're trying to look into what people are doing with the Super Soldier Serum and like apparently distributing that across the black market and like getting people sick and dying and all the stuff like that. While that's going on, the guy who's with Crossbones is like, you need to go and kill Captain America. And Crossbones is like, oh yeah, sure, I can do that. Um, but most of the issue is like Sam and Deadpool like trying to get out of this facility where Deadpool was. And they're also talking about all of the stuff that he's looking for. Then Falcon has met with this girl. It. it was like really. Oh, you read it? I told you I'm, I tapped into this. Oh my I read the god! First one. <laughs> yes. 
Wow. You know, I know you read the first issue, but I, I didn't really think you were going to continue on. That, like, made my heart swell up a little bit. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The art was fantastic. I told you I want, like, superhero action. Yes. And this is it. This is exactly what we need. Um, You guys heard it. If, you, if, if LZ likes it. Yeah. I think no. that says a lot. <laughs> okay, I think that says a lot. Um, but again, like yes, it's really an uh, amazing issue. Um, I thought the shade, but that's okay. We gonna keep. We gonna keep. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good book. I think everyone should read it. I think you guys should pick it up. I would give this. I would give this issue a four point five out of five. I'm almost close to a five. I'm not gonna lie, but like that's, uh, the art, like really does like. I love you know R. B. Silva is one of my favorite artists. Masterclass, masterclass. Um, and the writing is really good. I enjoy Sam's voice. I enjoy Deadpool in this. I think a lot of times some writers can like overdo it with like the jokiness and all of that stuff like that. I feel like here it was like enough, but you also still remember that he was dangerous. I really love the stuff with Falcon um, and how he was meeting with the girl and then like how he protected His cousin. Her. Yeah. And like, now, do you think she's going to have powers? Is this giving, you know, the trope of, oh my God, we're looking for the super soldier serum and we found all these people? But none of them survived, but the one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, guess, I was thinking that. I was like, mm, what's she about to start doing? But it's like, ew, if she just gets like strength and stuff like that, that's boring. Give the girls like something. I thought that too. I was like, that, if she just ends up becoming like another super soldier, like we got like enough of those. We have so many people with enhanced strength. I don't know if, don't know if the uh, if the super soldier serum will give additional different powers. Mm-hmm. Then that I don't know. I, do, I also wonder if they're going to um <laughs> if Triple S is going to catch on because I did find it funny when <laughs> when he kept saying super soldier serum and Deadpool mm-hmm. was like, Can we just call this triple S? Because it's <laughs> a lot. <laughs> it is a lot and it's like real. It's like, okay. Um or just the serum. We know what you're talking about. We only got one for real, for real. <laughs> yeah, so, so I wonder if she's gonna if they're going to be anything different. I don't know. It'll be interesting. I kind of hope not, especially if she's just going to get, like, the basic super soldier abilities. Um, but... If they make her flying brick, I could be there for that. We got enough flying bricks. Not enough doing anything. So... <laughs> I mean, because they're not needed. The girls aren't fighting. <laughs> well, actually, they're fighting here, so maybe I guess she can't take that role. Okay, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh, I think I need to get some of my faves in this book. I'm gonna figure out a way. But the, that's that. Four point five. Um, pick up Captain really America. Really excited for the next issue because by the end of it, they were trying to get this stuff out of Latveria, and of course, Doom shows up, and he's like, "Y'all didn't think you were gonna run around my country, and like, I wasn't gonna be involved." And he looked good. Harvey <laughs> Silva is just very like good. It. Like, yeah. Doom, and, and you know, again, I love Doom, so like, I scored a little bit at that. I was like, ooh. I did. I did. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I was like, yeah. After, after I got to the office, I was like, oh wow, I'm really going up for a Captain America book. Wow. <laughs> Welcome to the streets. <laughs> I'm, I'm here for a bit. You know, I like to dip down in the streets sometimes. Everybody does. But, anyways, 
let's move on. Now we'll finish off. Oh, well, before we even finish off the list of this week, I did have to. I, again, it was a big pool week, so I didn't want to go through everything, but I had to make mentions of a couple. Um, the Swamp Thing number fourteen came out from Ramsey and Mike Perkins. Again, like I don't really know how many times I can say that this is like an excellent comic book series. Like, and Ramsey is kind of like an excellent comic right? When like, I don't know. What, I don't know where him and I would. Ewing like went to school or like what they did or like what they used to eat when they was younger, but like they're it. They got it. Please pick it mm-hmm. up. It's, um the excellent number four came out. It's from Milligan and I read uh, again. Like if you were into their old X Factor, X Force stuff, ecstatic type of things, this is for you. If not, don't pick it up. Uh She Hope number four finally came out. That was like a super cute issue. Again, like it's really kind of moving Gen 4. Like she had a bunch of the superheroes in her office. She's in her little fight club with Titania. Um, her and Jack of Hearts are kind of starting to get to the heart of what's going on with him. Like She Hope fan. I like Jack. It's really fun. It's really good. I'm enjoying it a lot. It has everything I need. And then of course, um, Avengers number 57 also did come out, which it is like a ridiculous book but it is so fun it is just like pure chaos they're talking about like arcane assassins getting the witch blood they got these little guns that are like skin and it's like demon possession mephesto's there they're traveling in time it's great it's absolutely <laughs> love it how okay. your garons art is like fantastic avengers is it I think the series is actually going to end soon. I know they announced, like, a new, all-new... It's, like, all-action Avengers or something like that. Um, Greg Land's going to be drawing. So I don't know if that is supposed to replace this book, but I hope not, because, wow. Mm. Anyways. And with that, our final book for the week on the list was Action Comics number 1044, and that comes from Philip Kennedy Johnson. Like, again, now we're back in space for you. Now we're back in space. Now we're back where I want to be. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and again, this was giving. I realize now that, like, Superman has been on Warworld for the last, like, 12 issues. And I have not gotten tired of it. Not at not all. Sick of it. It's just <laughs> exciting. And it's like to think, I think this is only like the halfway point. Yeah. I'm loving it. I'm, I'm truly cheering for Superman. I really want him to save these people. <laughs> <laughs> It's like I do. Like this is like what you feel like a Superman book should be about. It's all heart. It's all real. It's him like just wanting the best and the hope and just like, why couldn't they do this in a movie? I know. You would think it would be that easy to do for Superman, and yet here we are. Um, you know, this issue opens with like that, like Genesis. I call it Genesis baby. I don't, don't I forget what they were calling it, but like there was this baby that ends up getting like while it was um, in utero, their parents were by the source wall, and like the source wall has like all of the energy that like mm-hmm. you know <laughs> energizes everything behind it, and I kind of like that DC has that like as a place where it's like anytime mm-hmm. anyone wants to do anything that requires just like cosmic whatever. Just go to the source wall and figure yeah. some stuff out. And I guess in this issue, we learned that um, the reason um, action man, the reason Superman's <laughs> com- powers aren't working was because he had some kind of accident at the at the uh, source wall. I wasn't reading his mm-hmm. book before this run, so I'm not sure what what exactly happened. But that is kind of what happened with his powers. And uh, we learned that this like Genesis baby can create these um, 
these other like Genesis Stone things that can grant people abilities and that they, that uh, Mongol was basically using to like mm-hmm. enslave all these people. And, and they are basically going, the baby is like, I will help you guys get Enchantress back if you help me out. <clears throat> they end up going and saving Enchantress, which I thought was really dope. Um, and they end up fighting this like creature thing called Mother, which I thought the whole fight was really cool. Yeah. And, um, the art's been great. Yeah. Like it feels so episodic and just big, and it, it's a really nice balance. I'm enjoying it a lot. Yeah, um, I actually thought it was really kind of cool with what they were doing with Mongol and um, the girl Light Ray and her mm-hmm. girlfriend. I forget the girl's name, but she switched sides basically because she joined up with Mongol mm-hmm. because she wanted to get Light Ray back because Light Ray was killed. Light Ray, mm-hmm. I guess, is still like kind of fading at life. She's almost dead. And I think her name was uh, Leah. She was like, you know, I will help you out if you help me. But like, I guess the thing that was going to resurrect Light mm-hmm. Ray couldn't do it. And Mongo ended up killing that thing <laughs> right then and there. And uh, the girl was like, what the fuck are you doing? You were supposed to like bring her back. And then Mongo like pushes her aside and was like, don't ever ask me to do anything. Like, I can do whatever I want to do. <laughs> it, ne- it never pays to betray your team, people. Stay loyal to your team. Stay loyal, people, because he ends up getting this staff and, like, uses the staff to bring Light Ray back to life. And now she's, like, this possessed version of herself who we're obviously going to see fight back in the next issue. So, again, I love this book. Really good. Five out of five. Yeah. I think I would actually agree. And I think I would like consistently put it there. I think this is getting honestly into kind of swamp thing, Rand V territory for me, where it's saying just, I don't know what else you want me to say. It's good. Yes. Um, and then there was that backup story in the back where on back on Earth, Lois, Steele, and Kara are trying to help, um, I forget her name, um, the black girl. Tala. Oh, yeah, Tala. She's like, I guess her body is trying to absorb Genesis energy and they need it, but like it's also like destroying her at the same time. So they haven't really sure how to figure out how to help her. But Kara like flies her to the sun to hope that like the that would help her because of her Kryptonian like powers. But again, I'm I'm liking it. I don't know what's gonna happen with that girl afterwards, but I think she might become part of the Superman family. You know, um <laughs> and I'm looking I might I might yeah. understand. Yeah, I can already see it. Um, I don't know. Did you read the Future State stuff they did? I don't think so. So in the Future State stuff that Philip Kennedy Johnson wrote, they went to the future, obviously, and they had the Superman family, and there were some black kids in it. Oh. Yeah. And they, like, their names were Kent. They were, like, the cousins. Oh. Yeah. So I think she might be Mm. the predecessor of all of them. I like her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like the book a lot. Action Commons is fantastic. Read it. Fantastic book. But those are the books of the week. All right, let's go ahead and get into the book club. Now, this month we switched things up and we switched over to the new X-Men. Um, since last month we were doing some stuff with Thor, which should be interesting since that movie comes out next week um, to see oh. how that kind of like feels after just oh reading gosh. the book. I completely forgot that movie comes out next week. I haven't bought my ticket. Yeah, I know, right? Me neither. I'm not like super, super excited. 
I don't know. It's honestly, honestly, it's because we read the comic. <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't know if this is going to give that. <laughs> and I, especially um, it's giving like Ragnarok 2.0. I just think about like Chris Pratt has been in the media a lot lately and he's kind of unlikable. And I remember that like he's on this stuff because he's in that movie. And I'm just like, oh, I really don't want to see him. Yeah. I forgot he's in that movie now. Like, I do not like the MCU Guardians. I do not want to see them in anything. <laughs> Me neither. Oh, no, that's unfortunate. Well, we'll see. But anyway, we switched over to uh, New X-Men, and we read the first three issues written by uh, Nunzio, De Felipes, and Christina Weir. And the art, the art kind of switched up. The first, I forget who did the first issue, uh, but the art for the issues kind of switched up. And I have to say, this brought back some memories because I remember reading this when this came out. I remember I had to be like, I don't know, 15, maybe yeah, yeah. 16, something like that, very young. And um, I, rem- I remember reading this. But I also have to say, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a product of its time. I will These say kids that. kids don't got it. <laughs> uh, all of them did not. Most of them, some of them do. Most of them don't. I th- I have to say that, like, reading these first three issues, mm-hmm. I still really like Sophia Windancer. And she I don't know why she did What did you say? She flopped the hardest. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she did flop the hardest. But out of all of them, I think I like her the most. Her and Elixir. But you know... What? Um, anyway, so you know what's the thing that took Sophia down was because she got depowered and then they went and put her on that new Warriors team with Jubilee with all the other depowered mutants. And that was like a really bad And like they did. Yeah, like, the book, that book was bad for her. And but like, I mean, good for her for getting off the X Men stuff. No, that was worse. The new Warriors is a fate worse than death. I think I would rather be an X Men. <laughs> Fair, especially right now. They don't do anything with the new Warriors. And, like, think about Sophia, like, you reading her in this book, and she's supposed to be this young, pretty bad bitch, and she's got, like, these long brown locks, she has wind powers, her hair's always blowing. They, like, shaved off all her hair for that New Warriors book. Yeah, they gave her a pixie cut and those, like, tentacle things, she never any powers there. Yeah, but, but, I mean, that's better than, um, she may have flopped, but she's way better than Prodigy and Pheromone Girl. First of all, don't ever disrespect Wallflower, she is amazing. All right, she oh my gosh, is that terrible. Girl. Pheromone girl she is, is that girl. <laughs> she is that girl, okay? Please, and you're useless. <laughs> she is shy. She's shy, and she has one of the best character arcs out of this entire book. Well, maybe we'll see that as we keep going, because, again, I remember when as I was reading did- Oh, yes, because we're only going over the first three issues right now. So, yes, in the first three issues, I will give you, she is not up to par. She is a very quiet girl, but that you will... will- We'll come to find out that's because of her upbringing and her parents. I'll let the people know that right now. And okay. it's better from we'll that. She, she comes out of her show. But these first few issues, yes, she's a little different. Meek. <laughs> well, that's fine. Sometimes... Now, I remember reading this back in the day when I was a kid and this came out. And I think I didn't connect too much with these this group of kids anyway because they feel like flops. Like, what they gonna do? What is Pheromone Girl gonna do? And we'll come to find out later on as we continue reading. 
What is Prodigy gonna do? I didn't know he was from Prodigy. Chicago. Let everybody know he does not represent us. Prodigy, <laughs> Prodigy I will give you. No. Prodigy is a little bit of an embarrassment. I'll let you have that one completely in a hundred percent. Like he was so corny in these but, first three issues. But I think he's so also oh my god, I don't want to be an X Man. I want to go back and study. Shut up. With <laughs> they're they're kids. They don't really these are the people <laughs> they have to come to. Okay, Prodigy had potential, and then like. He joined the Young Avengers, and he they just took him in a completely different route. Um, What's eligible for that? Everything. He was going to be like one of the leaders of the X Men. Doing what? Everything. Telling people what they could do. That's not what his power is. His. Oh, that's right. He reads books. He absorbs the knowledge. (laughs) that the people have and like their abilities. So it's like he can fight because of Wolverine and Kate and all of them. He's very tactical. He has all these different things. He's very great at leading. But then we saw when he was in the danger room with the Sentinels, he couldn't do anything because there were no abilities. He didn't want to be there. Well, he doesn't take people's powers. I mean, it's not his fault the people around him aren't smart. I'm sorry. But do y'all know he hadn't been around anybody yet? Once he starts walking past the right people, then we'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> get me in the room and then I can get to work. Okay. <laughs> That's all we need. Hmm. Nonetheless. I think it was cool when they were designing their costumes and he said, like, oh, you know, I would like to add, like, a little visor that had, like, a little HUD or something on it. That would be cool. Yeah. He's the, he's the guy in the chain. The first three issues. You have to give them right. Right. Um, <laughs> it was interesting a lot to be back at the school. Because we haven't been there in a long time. Like, I know. It's been a while. And I will say, there is no reason why they can't do this on (laughs) Krakoa. There is not. They really just don't want to give these kids a book. Like, true. But again, like, I'm also very much in the belief that if the new X-Men or any other type of the young students get together again, I don't think it should be these groups of kids. I think these groups of kids should all be, like, moving forward, being on other teams, doing other things. I think if there's going to be a new X-Men group, it's, like, whoever is after them. And I think that was the the Jean Grey students. Don't nobody want to read about them. Um, Eye Boy and Shark Girl? Yes, exactly. That's all I got. I don't remember who else was on that. I think Nature Girl. But she's like crazy now, so. It's flop after flop <laughs> after flop. <laughs> <laughs> well, but yeah, I thought this issue was, these first three issues was interesting to see when they got to make their costumes and all the interactions they had with each other and just to be back at the school was interesting. Like you said, I don't know if these, if they ever got these kids back together, they don't need to do this again because what's the point? You did this already. Like, mm-hmm. agree. We do get to see the squads being built out, which is fun. You know, people like That's different squads. That was cool. Um, I thought it was interesting that the teachers picked the code names for all of the students. I thought the students picked their own names. I didn't know that the. Again, they don't know anything. They. <laughs> Yeah, this was a different time, but I I am I am excited to continue reading more of this. Um, again, waking up some stuff. I remember like back when I was reading this, and I don't remember if I 
Now, I know for a fact, I don't think I read all of this straight through. Like, I think I was reading, it was kind of spotty. Like, I'd read, like, the first three issues and then come back for some and, like, just random mm-hmm. issues here and there. I don't think I read this all the way through, so. Okay. But so far, I don't know, y'all. These kids kind of flop. This is the first three issues. We'll continue on and we'll see lots of other things. We'll get lots of development. It's going to be a fun time. Yeah, hopefully Pheromone Girl gets it together. But Wind Dancer, <laughs> she's the one. <laughs> oh, Wind Dancer. She's, okay, anyways. Those were the books of the week in the book club. Let's go ahead and take a break and then we'll come back. <laughs> Let's do it. back to another review and today or no another walk excuse me oh i guess it's also still a review they're all reviews in a way yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) this week we are discussing miss marvel episode four and i'll be honest with you it wasn't my favorite oh no it's clicking down I wouldn't say, mm, yes, this episode did click down for me. I don't know. I don't know. No, I think a big part of this series and what I've liked about it, again, as I've said, is like Kamala and the stuff about family and just culture. And I feel like I still really enjoy a lot of that. Like them going to Pakistan was like really nice. Her meeting the people was nice. Learning more about the Bengal and the clandestine was already nice. I did feel like this episode was moving extremely fast, though. We were jumping from yeah. like point A to point Q really quickly. And I was just like, whoa, okay. Um, and I think that was I mean, when they said last up. episode that they were going to have to, oh, come to Karachi to meet up, I'm like, we we going to what? Yeah, <laughs> and it was like, and the, we started, so she on a flight. I'm like, oh, how did she, like, convince her mom to do this? Like, what was going on? What was the conversation? They just, I was like, okay, whatever. But I guess we'll just go with it. Again, we do only have six episodes. Um, so, you know, just kind of getting into that, like, I felt like the pacing, like, just really kind of threw me off of what we've been getting. And then I feel like... Obviously, you got to you gotta satisfy the action girls. I am one myself, so I know, like, how important that can be. And so I feel like they really wanted to give us a lot of that here and show, like, fighting. But I feel like the thing about Kamala is, like, we know that she's not really the big fighter action girl that we always see. And I feel like the stuff that we had gotten before was enough to really show you that, okay, this is, like, what she can do. This is where we're at. She's kind of, like cool little superhero doing her little natural stuff. And, like, now we just moved over and... She beating ass. I'm not really beating ass, but like I was gonna say she was getting her little ass beat. <laughs> but like people who like be, people who should really be able to like beat her ass are like kind of struggling a little bit. And so I was like, oh, okay, that's cute and fun for her. And I like that they did train her a little bit on the powers, which I also again I thought that was like very quick. But she also did some training of her own. So I say I guess if we combine the two, that's enough to put her where she's at. Yeah, but, I thought it was cute. I thought it was cute with the um. The stuff where she was fighting Red Dagger in this episode. Obviously, like getting into the story of it, she goes back to Karachi. Um, then she's like in, she's hanging out with her cousins. And I thought this part was a little convenient. They were like, oh, okay, like we've done at all these shops. Uh, let's go meet up with some friends for coffee. And she was like, oh, no, I want to go to the train station where 
like Nani came and then they were like, all right, bye. And I was yeah, like, like, they just left her there. Like, she was finding everything super confused. I was like, this is crazy. I was like, we're just like moving. <laughs> I was like, okay, it's going to leave her there? Cool. Um, but I thought the fight that she had with Red Dagger was cute because the moment where she was like running up the little light steps and mm-hmm. uh, he was like, yeah. She was like, where'd you learn to fight? Like, the Ninja Turtles? And she was like, where'd you learn to fight? Donkey Kong? I mean, it's, it was like, that's what she does. Like, she was just she like, boom, boom, boom. It was like, cool, but it was like, some cute, again, and I'm still very much an advocate for giving Kamala her MCU powers in the comic books. I'm sorry. And this issue really did just drive that home to me. I was like, oh, yeah, she needs them. She's still doing her little stretchy hands. I love yep. the little steps that she was doing. She makes her little force fields or whatever. I was like, it's given. I like you know I liked it all. <laughs> I'm here for it. I love again. I love the history of ties to her powers, and I know a lot of people were worried about the power change because there was uh, the, the story about her. I guess was just very important with like the stretchiness and all of that. But like this series has done a fantastic job of tying her history and her family lore into those powers, and it's like kudos to them for that. I'm never gonna take that away from them. I really enjoyed. I agree. And like after the fight that she had with Red Dagger and they meet up with Walid and he tells her like the whole story of how the clandestines are from this other like dimension. It's basically like on the top of our dimension. There are a bunch of dimensions that have this and um, she's connected to the Noor. He like puts on this whole like PowerPoint presentation basically in front of her to to see this, which I thought was very convenient that they just had Mm -hmm. that. But we had to move quick. (laughs) We got two episodes left. We gotta get to it. Like you just got a deal. And every time they like brought her around, Waleed would just be like, "Oh, you have the Noor, and um, because you're from this dimension, but your your genetics connect you to the other one. That's why you can summon the Noor with that bingle." And I was like, "Okay, this is." explaining everything fairly quickly just we all right she got the powers um but i personally prefer this backstory for kamala over the comic book one i know that's blasphemous for people to say but um personally i think it's a better one for her backstory because it's not even an anti-inhuman thing for me because i I like some of the inhumans crystal's cool but like they kept the core story of Kamala and getting her powers through genetics and it coming from this like, you know, otherworldly thing. But this one, it really is genetics to her like family and um, really emphasizes like her family over just being a, you know, a, a superpowered creature and a human. Um, and I think that's a, 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 a better story for Kamala. It hits better in my opinion to like make this like a family thing and i mean I, like who was thinking about the clandestines nobody so i wasn't i think it is a better story and i am also anti-inhuman so it's a win-win for me <laughs> and there you have it you know <laughs> for the people who are anti-inhuman and i know for a while people who like kamala but didn't like the inhumans for a while they wanted to make her a mutant or anything to pull her away from it well now you go there you go Period. she is I did again and escape when they were fighting the um, Department of Defense Control. Mm -hmm. It did look a little when they were like (laughs) fighting Mm -hmm. with their handcuffs high to the ceiling and stuff. I was like, all right. Well, it's the MCU. Disney Plus, anyway. Uh, Anyways, (laughs) (laughs) the mother of the show continues to be a standout star. 
The mom is great, yes. <laughs> you really don't want to give the MCU anything <laughs> for the CGI. <laughs> I mean, damn, they, I don't it's worse. That's my thing, is what's worse? There are a lot of things that are worse. I mean, there are. I'm not, I never said what's they were. better? Did you see the preview for James Cameron's Avatar 2? Yes. That was really good CGI. Did you see everything all everywhere all at once? I did, actually. I saw that it. That was really good. I actually... I cried when I watched it, actually. Like, a couple of times. Like, I found myself sobbing, and I was like, I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> there were moments like, in it that it just hits, where it's oh, like, well, nothing really fucking matters. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is so beautiful. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Shout out to that entire cast. They really sold that. Like, everyone, if, you've not, if you haven't seen that movie yet, please. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm going to pull over for a second with that movie. I don't care what the movie said, but um, that man will ruin that lady's life. <laughs> <laughs> no, he did, but that wasn't the point. <laughs> he wanted, he, let, he had to let her know that he would gladly ruin her life in every universe because, like... That mattered to him. <laughs> well, clearly, every time he went around, she was living a fantastic life. That wasn't but the point. He was unhappy. But back to Kamala, who is happy, where she's like finding happiness. Uh, by the end of the episode, uh, they're like fighting the clandestine, and Namja stabs the bangle, and it opens up the portal, and she gets teleported. Yeah. It seems like to the past, and yeah. we're at the train where I'm assuming she's gonna meet Aisha. It looked like we saw a little. Like her mom. Was that her when she was like was, hugging her? Yeah, I think there was like a little girl and like her mom who walked past, and I think that was supposed to be. Mm, I like I looked think. at because it did feel like you know very much like these are important characters. They look extremely different from everybody else. They're like <laughs> different, right, different things right. from everybody else. Like we're <laughs> focusing in on them. It's like it's, it was kind of like oh this seems important, but I was like I can't tell why just yet. Right. And I think the girl was like saying like mom or whatever, and then like oh we need to catch this train. So yeah, okay, that would be cute. I love the mother. She's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think it's I think it's Aisha and her nanny. Oh. Right. Yeah, I think it's those two. I don't know. Like her grandma. Everything's just moving so fast. It's like whoa. whoa I know. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see. I mean, you know how the MCU is with their shows. The last two episodes are where things really hit the fan. So I think this next one will be... We'll see. Oh, my God, that makes sense. Because I don't think I like that fourth episode of Moon Knight either. No. That was a lot of Layla, too. I do not like her. That's the doll. <laughs> so mm-hmm. we, we will stand when she appears again. Love that costume. Love her. Well... Kamala, it looks yeah. like she's getting closest, <laughs> closer to her MCU costume as well. She had her little mask on, which was, like, very cute to see. Um, yeah. I'm excited for the rest. I'm excited to see how it turns yeah. out. I do still like the show. I this was, like, costume a, on next episode or six? Gosh, I hope it's the next episode. I'm really tired of these people putting them on the last one. Mm. But we'll see. Doing that build-up for a lot of these shows makes it harder to go back and watch them. Mm-hmm. And because it's like, okay, well then that means the last only the last two episodes are the ones I really like. That's all I want to watch. That's why I hope mm-hmm. as they go move forward with a lot of characters, I realize that some of these characters are new to the MCU, mm-hmm. but like they're not new to us. 
I hope that like they can just start jumping straight in. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll find out when we go to San Diego Comic Con and D twenty three. Coming up soon. Coming up soon. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of the show. Please make sure you guys rate and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. We really appreciate all the love and support. You can find us at Another Relaunch. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Another Relaunch. You can email us, whatever kind of stuff you want to email us at AnotherRelaunch at gmail.com. If you want to watch us, we're on YouTube at Another Relaunch TV. You can find me on most socials at LZ. Keenan, where can they find you? You guys know you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Keenan Lance. As always, there's an underscore at the end. All right, y'all. Let's get up out of here, and we'll catch you next week. Peace out.